On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, well, Joel Embiid out for game four, knee sprains, going to miss the game in an elimination situation for the 76ers. What does this mean for the team? Who steps in in that starting role? We'll break it all down next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio here in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner, live from Brooklyn from the Enquirer.com, Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. What's up, Keith? What's good, D? How you been, man? I've been all right. Better than Joel Embiid, who's going to miss game four. I'll be available. I'll be doing the pregame and the postgame and all that stuff. But Embiid's going to sit down on the sideline. We'll break that down here in the first segment. We'll get into some keys to the game a little bit later on possible replacements in the starting lineup for Joel Embiid, which which mismatch makes the most sense there as Doc Rivers likes to do certain things when his lineups, when guys are out. But with Embiid out, Keith, we look at this basketball team right now, dealing with the knee sprain, seemed like he hurt himself in the second half when he grabbed at his knee after making a defensive play against the Brooklyn Nets, fell to the floor, uh, right by the stanchion underneath the basket when he eventually did get up. He seemed to be walking gingerly, and but did finish throughout the game. And you saw him a few times clutching his shorts, bending over. He made a great play, as we talked about on our previous episode of blocking Spencer Dinwiddie's shot. So I guess he just simply played through whatever he had to play through to finish that game off. Uh, but right now, um, that's a big blow in an elimination situation where they can end the series in four, potentially against the Brooklyn Nets. They've won without him before, Keith. Uh, when you see this, what are you looking at here with Joel Embiid uh, being out? You know what? I mean, the, the thing about when I see him being out as how it impacts the team, you know, like right now, it, it kind of takes away that their strategy um, takes away. I'm talking about uh, a Brooklyn strategy. Defensively. Defensively. Now they can go out there and try to, guard Maxi, try to take Tobias out of their game as opposed to letting them roam freely. But for the 76ers, you know, you got to be a little concerned about this. Even though Joel Embiid stayed in the game, the concern is that here we go again. This is just another nagging injury. And if you remember, like last year, he he had the messed up hand and then all like the ligament in his hand. And then all of a sudden, he gets the orbital bone fracture. He gets a concussion. And then the year before that, it was another another injury. So, you know, it's just from a mental standpoint, you know, even if it's, if it's not too bad, it, from a mental standpoint, it's one of those things where you keep saying, here we go again, here we go again, here we go again. Now, on the good side, D, it's one of those things where they're saying he could return this week. And, you know, you look at it last night, the Boston Celtics lost. So, you know, and if they lose again or if the Sixers should lose um, on um, today, then all of a sudden it's going to extend that um, that's both series a little bit. So whereas if both of them do what they do, handle their business, 
then the game will probably come on later on, maybe on the on next Saturday or Sunday. So hopefully Joel Embiid could be back. But from a mental side, it's one of those here we go again. And you don't want that heading into the second round against the Boston Celtics if that's who you get. Yeah, the one thing that we talked about coming in after they rested in those final two games against the Hawks and the Brooklyn Nets to close out the regular season, this team is relatively healthy outside of Embiid dealing with the calf strain and then you have James Harden dealing with the Achilles strain that he was dealing with, that they were relatively healthy. And it was something that, of course, was encouraging to see uh, because you want to go in as healthy as possible. So now we have to monitor this for however long this series goes along and potentially into a, a next one. And um, you're right. Mentally, that could be uh, draining. How, how, and, of course, we'd be speculating because we don't know much, but could they be looking at a situation where they feel like they can beat the Brooklyn Nets without Embiid and knock this thing down because they've been here before? Is, is this the type of thing? Or is it, you know, he's been banged up so much through the first three yeah, let's give them a break. If they extend it and win the game on Saturday, so be it. We feel confident that we can come home on Monday to beat them in game number five. And to your point of also maybe getting back on the floor as early as next week, the earliest of next week would be Monday in game five. Game six, that would be back in Philadelphia. Game six would be traveling back to Brooklyn on Thursday. And then a uh, potential game seven would be next Saturday back here in Philadelphia. So the early part of next week would be Monday for game five. So, um, I mean, again, we're speculating. We don't know, but you just you don't want to, you don't want to hear this as the playoffs are just getting started. Yeah. I, I think is, I mean, I, I don't think is more or less speculative. I think he he, he messed his knee up. I mean, he messed it up at the game. You saw it. I don't think it's one of those things where they just want to rest them until the next one. I think we can win without him because I think that right about now, when you got the Brooklyn Nets down like this, you got to take them out. You don't want those young guys thinking that they have any type of hope because then let's face it, the more he plays, the more injuries he can have. And and I honestly think that, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if they had their choice, they would have him playing just so he can, possibly impose his will a little bit because let's face it you know right now even if even if if even if boston would have won they still would have had a couple days off before the next game i mean if even if it would have been thursday he would have had sunday monday tuesday wednesday four days to to recuperate a little bit so i kind of feel like um you know this is something that's a little concerning um for them um, to what extent, you know, we don't know yet, but, but at the same time, it's just a huge void. And it's also, you got to keep rehashing the same old stories and everybody looking at you like, Oh, here you go again. You like this season is no different than any of before because of, because of MB. That's what some people are going to say. That they are, you know, they are, man. Again, we thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. When we come back on the other side, we'll talk about potential replacements in the starting lineup 
with the regular four now taking in bead spot. Keith, they can go a lot of different ways. So we'll get into what Doc Rivers likes to do and what he may do against this Brooklyn Nets team. That's next right here on Locked On 76ers. And as this team tries to run out and look like a championship team, they're going to need their big fella out there on the floor. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. That's why when head coach Doc Rivers is going to make this lineup change, he's going to make it the best fit for his team. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are simply guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligibility, item eligible, items only, exclusions apply. That last line always gets me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show, which is Monday. We'll recap what took place on Saturday and look ahead to maybe Monday, if not Monday, the start of the second round. We'll get to that when we get there, of course. But Keith, We've seen this before where Doc Rivers has had to play without Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, or P.J. Tucker in the starting five. And uh, the last time those guys had some time off was where the final two games against the Hawks and the Nets as the number three seed was already locked in. No need to play. They didn't. And the starting center on those in those games was Paul Reed. Dwayne Dedman got minutes. Montrezl Harrell got minutes. But Paul Reed did get the nod for the start. But the one thing we also know about uh, Doc Rivers, Keith, is he typically likes to keep his rotations intact. So I ask you, from the different lineups that he could potentially go, from the guys we just named to maybe going small ball with Nick Claxton in the middle, tall guy, but a slighter guy. What does Doc Rivers do? Your best guess, who's the starter tomorrow? Tonight. You know, the, the, my, my best guess, I would have to say, even though it's going to mess up the rotation a little bit, um, I would have to say that, and I know everybody want me to say Paul Reed, oh. but I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Oh. I, think it, I think it could be P.J. Tucker. I mean, I do. Like, I mean, you know, Dwayne Detman uh, played one game, and if you start Dwayne Detman, you won't tinker with the rotation at all besides mm-hmm. him, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing is I don't know if Dwayne at this stage of his career could, could keep up with Nick's, Nick Clacks and running rim to rim. You know what I mean? I think that P.J. Tucker, yeah, you would have to um, start the um, the Anthony Melton. Or Jalen McDaniels. Uh, yeah, but but I, I think that I think that this is my thing. I get the Jalen McDaniels part. And I do, and I think that he'll be a quality one. But I think you want to keep some of your bench, at least some of your bench people intact. I think if you if you start if you start PJ and you move Tobias to the four, and then you have Melton. Now the problem is, you're right, you don't really have a lot of guards. 
but so one guard, right? Especially but, <laughs> but but then it's kind of sort of like um you would have to play Shake Milton. You know what I mean? He would be the guy. And and I get that, but the the thing is like I'm thinking that that could be it. Now in a perfect world, I would think that perfect world to me is I would I would start Deadman, in my opinion. Just mm. because you keep everything else intact. But the problem with that is I don't think he could keep up with Claxton. I just don't. I don't. But, but I look at him, him and Montrez Harrell That's are the only two ask. guys, yeah. the only two guys who could keep the rotation. But I don't know if Montrez could defend them running rim to rim. I think he can keep up speed-wise, but he won't be protecting the rim. Speed-wise, I think he could do that. And then you're talking about scoring. I think he'll, you know, of course, we had, he has a better offensive package on that end than any of the three. He's the one that can actually get you some buckets uh, on that low block and face up, pick and roll with James Hart. With James Harden, they would trust him outside of P.J. Tucker. If we're talking about the three big men, Montrez Harrell would be the one that would have to dust him off because he hasn't been playing all that much. But to your point of being able to go rim to rim, offensively and just keeping up with Nick Claxton, Montrez Harrell would probably be the one, uh, even though Paul Reed is the better fit, but to your point of keeping the rotations intact, you're not tinkering or messing with anything. If you go deeper and start one of those guys, you just don't want to give up much in those first few minutes that they start the game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, And even with the Jalen McDaniels part, when you said not messing with the lineup too much, it's the same thing with, uh, I mean, a rotation too much. It's the same thing with DeAnthony Melton. Both of them are the first two guys yeah. off the bench. So either one of them are, are going to kind of screw the rotations up a tad bit. It's just a matter of which one. And when I think of Melton, of course, I think he can defend and stay with them. But I was m- looking more with the length of outside of Dinwiddie. You're looking at Johnson. You're looking at Mikhail, And you're looking at Finney Smith, where if you're going to start Melton, you're going to have him on probably Kale. Uh, but if you put Jalen McDaniels out there, and if it's he starts off on Kale, Tobias Harris stays with with Cam Johnson and PJ Tucker during Finney Smith potentially, you, you go from there and uh, see how that all plays out. Well, with those guys, or Tucker stays, you know, uh, on uh, Claxton at that point. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. Well, I mean, look, they, he has options. He has options, and we've seen all the options from P.J. Tucker staying at the five, starting one of the other players in Melton, McDaniels. Daniel House has gotten the nod uh, in there as well, and the same can be said for Paul Reed or even Montrez Harrell starting the game. Very curious where Doc Rivers will lean more towards for the starter replace Joel Embiid in that starting five. All right, keys to the game. Now that we know Joel Embiid is not playing, I got to get your keys to the game, man. Key matchups in this game. We'll do that in the final segment next right here. Locked on 76ers.
Welcome back, Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens. That is Keith Pompey. We're hanging out with you ahead of game number four. No Joel Embiid. He's out, sprained right knee, and uh, could be back as early as next week, but he's not playing today. Elimination potentially there for the uh, Brooklyn Nets and for the 76ers for that matter. So, Keith, as we look at things right now, man, um, what are your thoughts on this one? As far as some keys to the game, knowing that Embiid is out and this is an elimination situation for both teams, Sixers to knock out the Nets, Nets trying to stay alive. You know, to me, it's kind of the key is you got to spread the ball. You got to do the summer. You got to, like, spread the ball, and, 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 and certain guys need to step up. But I also think James doesn't have to try to do a little bit too much. I mean, there was a point in the season where they looked better when Joel Embiid didn't play because it was like they felt like they didn't have to force it to them and they could do certain things. Mm-hmm. Well, they for this one game, you got to get back to that. I mean, you do. Um, I also think that, you know, you know, you the, the one thing that is different is the center position because guys have um, matured, so to speak. They have more confidence. Um, you know, Trez was playing more, like he's going to be a little bit rusty now. But but I, but I do think that right now the key, number one key, is spreading the ball to make sure that Tobias and Maxi can st- continue to go um, to, to play well and get it going. Mm. No, I, I don't disagree. Uh, something that I was thinking about as well, where you see – if you remember, what, what game was that where they had the 32 assists on 42 made baskets? That was game one mm-hmm. of this series. But we've seen that so many times when Embiid wasn't in the game that their assist numbers are very high. The ball is moving around the perimeter, snapping, finding the open man, giving themselves an opportunity to get a better shot as opposed to running it the way that they do through Joel Embiid. Nothing wrong with how they do it. It's successful. They won 54 games. He's the likely MVP for this season. But, yeah, I expect for them to, to, to have the ball moving, constantly moving, to keep the defense off balance to try to find that shot. Now, as you said, uh, there are going to be some things because you got an elite defender in Mikhail. You have a very, very good defender in Dorian Finney-Smith on the perimeter. Nick Claxton in the middle is a, paint, a rim protector. He will protect that paint. The, the driving lanes will be there because Embiid is not there. But he's also not there to set those screens and to be available as an offensive player versus some of these other big men that we're potentially talking about taking some of those minutes. So my key uh, will be the two guards in Maxi and Harden versus Finney Smith and Kale. Those are, are the two key matchups that I'm watching. And of course, whoever the big man is that's going to be facing off against Nick Claxton. But those are the two because I think that that's how this is going to be won between those two, Tobias Harris also, those three guys, but those two guards specifically against those wing defenders on the Brooklyn side, those are my two key matchups that I'll be watching for Saturday uh, a little bit later today. Can't argue with those two. (laughs) Well, we'll see how it goes, man. Doc knows how to reach me if if he needs my my thoughts (laughs) on this well keith as always it's fun man head over to the arena get ready for this one man i appreciate it as always we thank you for making locked on 76 is your first listen every day every day is tomorrow not tomorrow actually on monday we'll talk about either a game five getting ready for that on 
Monday night in Philadelphia, or we'll be getting ready to take a week off in terms of getting set for the next round uh, against their potential matchup between the Atlanta Hawks or the Boston Celtics. Keith, you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us like my man D always says, wherever you get this by your podcast, you can get this podcast and it's free and available. You can also, um, you can also follow my man D on the divine given show. Um, it's typically Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 PM on 97.5 FM. And the difference is you got to, I guess, wait a little bit to see what the Sixers are doing. And actually, actually, I'll be on at noon for 45 minutes leading into the game. So we'll do that today. Okay. 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 So that'll work. That'll work. But also follow him on, follow him on Twitter at Divine G975 um, FM. Divine G975 FM is right there, down there. You can follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. You can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquirer.com. Keith, enjoy the game, man. Um, we'll be talking. Uh, quick prediction. Do they extend it, Brooklyn, or do the Sixers end the series? I don't know. These are one of those games where everybody thinks the Sixers are going to lose, you know, some people. And these typically those are the games they win. So I, I think the Sixers get the sweep. I actually think that it'll be a close game, but the Sixers win in the end. Yeah. Yep. Same. All right, man. Well, listen, enjoy the game. I'll talk to you on Monday, man. Everybody have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us all week. And you also enjoy the game. All right. Peace.